know, guys, um, I feel so disconnected. I, without these headphones, it's really hard. I don't know how you guys do this. It's very well. It's it. We don't. So, so Tommy and I, when we record together, just the two of us. Yeah. We don't hear any of the music at all. We don't even make talk about the music. Mm. You know, I think Carly likes those episodes. How do you guys have a podcast? What is your podcast about? It's this podcast. What? It's the Physics of Faith podcast. Uh, What? No. So I don't know if you know this. So there's two types of episodes we do. We do these goofier episodes that have you in them, <laughs> and then and those tend to go a little bit longer, like an hour to an hour and twenty minutes, because you talk a lot. And then uh, <laughs> and then we do an episode where it's just me and Tommy, and we read a chapter out of a book of the Bible, and uh, then we break it down. Uh, but you do that without drums. It's hard to break down without drums. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You need drums for a good breakdown. You need drums for a good breakdown. That's right. Oh, man. Yes. All right. Well, I'm more of a guitar guy myself. Yeah. (laughs) You've uh, you've exposed the uh, issue with our our setup, but... We're here. We're here. We're back, all three of us. We're back. Together. Tommy, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. I I guess I didn't screw up the last one too bad now that you're having me back for another one. Well, we actually brought you back because we have some news. Um, (laughs) We really had to. We wanted to do it on the Have you guys traded me to another podcast? We we got somebody else waiting (laughs) to come (laughs) in. We wanted to do it on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Because we thought it would be less awkward to fire you in front of everybody. (laughs) We're we're, we're sending you to another uh, podcast for future prospects. (laughs) Yeah. Just go ahead and pack your things up. No. Wait, the commissioner approved that? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, we're glad that you're back. I thought the last one went really well. Um, went longer than apparently you guys are used to, but, you know, whatever. Well, yeah. Well, well, I still probably talked less than I normally do, though. That's probably true. <laughs> that's probably true. Oh, man. Well, and the other ones, it's the, just the two of us, right? Yeah. So, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And you, so if you figure that's that's only half and half, that's fifteen minutes and fifteen minutes. Yeah. But that was like hour twenty, but I still probably only talked for about fifteen minutes. That's yeah. true. You do you take up a lot of airtime, Brandon. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really here for space filling. That's really what I'm here that's, for. That's that's yeah. really it. When yeah. I don't have something good to say, you're here to fill in the <laughs> while you think of while you think of what good to say. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, we've already discussed this. I'm the talent. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my contract was always just to be the Ed McMahon, remember? Well, no, right. yeah, right. we, we said that, Brandon, you and I are actually obsolete. We don't, right. We're actually not needed. Right. That's right. Yeah. I keep you guys around because it makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is why these go long is because we have these super long <laughs> intros where we just say nonsense. <laughs> All right, so uh, today we're going to talk about love. Mm. You know, what is love? <laughs> Baby, Baby, don't love hurt me. <laughs> You know, a little night at the Roxbury. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about love, what the Bible says about love, um, and kind of what, uh, not just the Bible, but what Jesus pulls out about love, what Paul writes about love. And we're also going to look a little bit at, like, what the world says about love. Mm-hmm. And the world, and I hear this all the time, people say this all the time, both in the world and and those who are of the kingdom of heaven will say, you know, the whole point of the Bible is love. You know, Jesus was all about love. Yeah, all you need is love. All you yeah. need is love. Beatles. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Beatles were three talented mu- musicians and songwriters and John Lennon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not think that's where that was going. <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to single out Ringo, but you know what? Everybody was going, yeah. you know what? Ringo's always the obvious yeah. one. Right? Everybody wants to single out Ringo, but you know what? I'm not going to break down his drums. He is a phenomenal uh, drummer. Uh, he really yeah. is. He yeah. knows what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. He, and here's the thing. He does what he's he does what is necessary for his role. Would you say he yeah. takes he does he just what his talents are? He, he takes does. care of the talents that he does. He's been, he yeah. does. But John, he was yeah. 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 But he but John John thinks that he He's the one who thinks he should have five talents. Yeah. Yeah. And he should have none. Yeah. Yeah. And Yoko buried it for him. So. Imagine. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> anyway, that's why that song is actually why I can't stand John Lennon, because the think about the hubris of that song. Yeah, because what he's saying is what he is singing in that song is the world would be so much better Mm -hmm. if all of you acted like I do. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, love. Right. That's yeah. (laughs) That's a type of love, actually. It is. is. Yeah, that is a type of love. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's thinking. Yeah. If imagine there's no heaven. Right. And all we had was love. Wouldn't that be much better? Yeah. Right. Right. Man, how do you get those two? So separated. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so let's let's start with uh, here's the thing: people who say that Jesus was all about love, they're not wrong, right? Sure. Um, God is love, hundred percent. Sure. God is love, right? So let's take a look at Matthew twenty-two verses thirty-four through forty. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked I'll him a question. Yeah, that's that's where you get from. Asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Mm -hmm. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. So, like, Jesus right here is Mm -hmm. telling... The religious folk, mm-hmm. right? And this is why these these messages of these, you know, again, we're going to use the word deconstructionists and humanists and and people who are kind of opponents of the scripture, right? Like you you read this and you say, yeah, Jesus just said the greatest commandment is to love, to love, right? It's to love, right? So love, right. we should all love. If you if you do these two things, you do everything right. You right. love this and you love this. That's everything you need to know. That's everything you need to know. Yeah. Right. And he's not wrong because he's Jesus. Right. 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 But sometimes we're wrong in how we... <laughs> 100%. Maybe how we interpret that. Our, our, our definition of love is wrong. 100%. Exactly. If we, if we understood it the way he meant it, we're right. But as we will probably talk about, yeah. what the world thinks of love is not Jesus' definition. Also, our priority is wrong. Right. Yeah. Because he says the first commandment, and the greatest commandment is to love God. God, right. Yeah. And the second is to love others. Right. Right. So you can't love others if you're not loving God. Right. I think that's in First John. Right. All right. So it gets us kind of to this question we've just raised is, what is love? Right. Again, baby, don't hurt me. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that and not think that. Yeah. You're um, in the era. Yeah. <laughs> I just think of Will Ferrell. Like, Anybody that. younger than yeah. like yeah. 40 has 35, no, has no idea what we're talking about. Will Ferrell, about. Chris Kattan, Night yeah. of the Roxbury. Don't watch the movie, but maybe <laughs> look up the maybe look up the clip from SNL when they had uh, Jim Carrey on. Yeah, that's a and good he, one. And he that's was the third. One. Yeah, yes. I think yes. they did one with Tom Hanks, too, which yeah. is they, also good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is love? Uh, something that you and I have talked about on this episode. Mm-hmm. So w- we did a episode way, way long time ago, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. We talked about studying the Bible. Right. And love was one of those words that we brought up that when you read love in the Bible, it actually could mean a number of different things because in the Greek, right. there were multiple words that would be translated into love. Right. But they all had slightly different meanings. Yeah. Right. So I've actually got here eight different types of love in the Greek. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first one here is, um, you're right, pronunciation guy here, but storge, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. is a familial love, like a like a parent for a child or a sibling, something in those lines, right? right? So it's that familial tie, that familial love. You know, you have to love that person because they're your brother or your sister, right? right. Second is uh, philea. Mm-hmm which is an affectionate love, which involves friendship. This is really a, a, um, a quality friendship type mm-hmm. thing. And this is where we get Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Right. Which is weird because then it shouldn't be Storgedelphia. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's actually in Philadelphia. That's a, that's a place like, off, that's of, a off of Elm and 12 where, <laughs> that's they, right. where they put all your, all your junk. Yeah. That's right. So not, not trying to you know, come after Philadelphia, but I think you got your Greek wrong. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's an affectionate mm-hmm. sense of love, right? And it's a friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is philousia, mm-hmm. which is love for self, which could also be considered self-esteem. Right. Right. So how, do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. Man, that is something that uh, most self-help people mm-hmm. in today's world will tell you is the beginning. They'll tell you that's the greatest commandment. You need to first love yourself. Right. Well, I was going to say, I think that's probably where the vast majority of the world is their, that's their definition is in the self-love right. department. Yeah. Um, okay. The, this next one is mania. So obviously, you know where that's going. That one's yeah. pretty, but you know, it's an obsessive love. It's an unhealthy obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that word can be translated into love. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's depending on the context. Ludus is a playful love. It's like flirting or seduction. Mm-hmm. Also, like casual sex. Mm-hmm. It views love as a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
man, this sounds a lot like certain areas of the modern right, world, right? Right. Then you have eros, which is physical love or sexual desire. Mm-hmm. It involves passion or romance. Uh, biblically, it's synonymous with marital love mm-hmm. because the idea is that sex is um, for marriage. For marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pragma was an interesting one. I never thought about this, but pragma is love based on duty or obligation. Pragma, obviously, you know, pragmatism. Right, right. You know, um, this is a good match, very sense and sensibility, very pride and prejudice kind of thing there. Um, Yeah, that one is also a lot of times associated with, like, um, like nationalistic pride, like in that department. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the last one is agape, which is unconditional sacrificial love. This is the love that Jesus speaks of when discussing God's love, loving God or loving others. Right. The thing about agape love is it's selfless. Right. It's about yeah. lo- putting others ahead of yourself. So so these are the um, the eight different ones. Now, right. the ones we see the most in the Bible are philea, we see eros, mm-hmm. and we see agape. Mm-hmm. Like those are the ones that we see the most biblically, but the rest of these we see quite often in the world with how the world looks at love and how it interprets love, right? You'll see it a lot in like Greek literature is where you'll actually see a lot of it, like yes. plays, things like that. Funny yeah. how that works, that the three types that the Bible talks about are not the ones that we see the most often in the world. It's the other five that we see most often right. in the world. Right. Quite, yeah, you're <clears throat> quite right. Um, you know, so uh, I think here's a Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Again, this is agape, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever Jesus talks about love, he's not talking about fulfilling your own desires, which is the philousia, mm-hmm. um, but about p- but putting others before you. Right. Right? So as you kind of go through some of these, like some of these are, are perfectly fine. Right. right. Like familial love, like loving your, your family. Mm-hmm. We should all do that, right? God mm-hmm. calls us to do that. Um, you know, having loving friendships, that's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, <laughs> mania, obviously, no, probably no, not. Yeah, not, not, a good idea. Idea. Yeah. not really a thing you want to talk about in the sense of love. Um, you know, um, but when you get to some of these things, like, okay, Eros is even not a bad thing. Right. When it's yeah. in, when the, it's in con- the correct context. There's, all, right. there's a right. whole book about that. Yeah, in the Bible about that. Right. But when it's out of context, when it's out of the correct context, it really becomes more of the ludus, which is the casual or the kind of gamifying right. romance, right? Yeah, um, kind of playing that game. And there's so many like weird podcasts and talk shows now. I see them come up on my YouTube feeds. Um, it's it's weird because they. I don't know all the right terms for some of these things, but like, there's this whole like red pill movement and the like the, the whole like Andrew Tate stuff and mm. and like, I say these things because I know I've heard them, but I don't actually know mm-hmm. what a lot of them are. But there's a lot of this. Somehow, a lot of that has seeped its way into conservatism. Sure. And so, when I'll catch something on a conservative podcast, sometimes what they'll do is they'll pull stuff from these things. Mm-hmm. To show you either how ridiculous somebody is, mm-hmm. or uh, or potentially show you something that's contrary to what the world sees it. Sure, as, right. Sure. So there, um, so there's a there is a podcast. Uh, I'm not going to name it. I don't think you should go watch it. And we've talked about it before on this, bef- where they'll bring in people of all these different types of walks of life, and they'll actually have conversations about these things about relationships. Right, right. And you'll have these. Um, men and women who think of love and sex as casual right. and it's a game and they can be separate from each other right. and they'll sometimes be um, debating somebody like a like a Lila Rose right. um, who's sitting on the other side of that saying that's not how God intended your life to be and you'll find much more fulfillment if you do it this right, way. Right, right. You know, it's, it's a very interesting thing but this is how it's weird for me mm-hmm. to see some of these saints and think this is how people think. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. No, love is love is a completely selfish term, right? I think it's funny because, like, so often when we talk about love in the world's context, like, everybody has a different different definition of love. Like, yeah. like when you say love, like, it, it's kind of like how we – these whole – all of the podcasts that we do on this end that take hours, um, <laughs> like – 
it, it's the defining terms, right? It's like setting things up. And I think part of the reason why we have to do that is because there's so many different, like, I mean, right now, if we just said this is a podcast about love, I mean, we've already kind of shown our hand a little bit because we've talked about <laughs> sure. it. But but if we just said there's a there's a million different ways people could go with this. Yeah. Because there's a million different definitions. The difference between Christians and the world is our definition is not based on anything we want or we get to define, but on how God defines love. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I think it's also important to, like, say we take Ludus, for example, which right. is one of the ones that we would look at and say, this is not godly. Right. We would even say that's not actual love, but it's what the Greeks defined as love. It's a word that the Greeks right. used to define to define romantic entanglement. Right, right. right? And so often they, they, they're basically confusing lust for love. Exactly. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. Um, but this is, what, this is what the world does. This is what they want to tell you. And it's funny, we talk about defining terms. Right. This is why when the world talks about love, they so often say love is love is love is love. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You can't. <laughs> Which use is this. a perfect definition. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 Totally understandable. It's one hundred percent nonsense. Right. To yeah. say that, and but we, it's said, and the world uses that because by by setting it up that way, right. they don't define it. They don't have to. They don't have to define it. Right. So, but what they what they're trying to do is blank use love as a blanket for any and all actions that they might that participate they want. in. Right. Right. And say, well, you're against love. Right, because you're against the things that I do. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think that's that's the greatest one of the greatest lies that is that is being peddled and being you know fed in in main society is that basically love equals agreement. You know, yeah. if you know you see one, you, you'll see one side here that says, you know. You know, I I think differently than this. I disagree with you on this. You know, I'm not all whatever the in, in the most God, you could say say whatever it is you're saying in the most godly way possible, and then the other side comes back with, no love. We love. Yeah. It, and and it's it's like well yeah I I of course I I that that's not opposite of what I'm saying. It's, I you could you I I love you as much as I do. I just disagree with you. And that's yeah. and that's that is the the big misunderstanding is that you know to love means to go along with to appreciate to accept you know, and affirm accept and affirm absolutely right and and I think that's where you know it's um, I guess you're as you're kind of talking about that experience love like in our worldview and God's worldview love does not let you celebrate wrong. God does not yeah. you know, love does not let you identify right. as something that is contrary to how God created you. Right. Right. So that's and that's that's the thing is we can sit here and say this because I can hear the I can hear the counter argument to kind of what you're saying in my head, because I've heard it whenever I've had this conversation. It's like, well, look, we can have a disagreement and I still love you. I can I can be in disagreement with you. But what the world does is it says, no, 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 no. My definition of love is my identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you deny my identity, what it leads to is laws that tell me I can't live out my identity, and therefore you are perpetuating violence and persecution against me. So how can you tell me that you love me if you truly want to see me in, incarcerated or even potentially, um, as they do in a lot of Middle Eastern Muslim countries— um, executed. Yeah, and and I think what you were what you the way you introduced that is is the answer is like the reason I you know maybe disagree with you or I or I I say that I believe that the way you identify is not biblical or whatever. If I saw you running towards a cliff at full speed, I would tell you to stop yes. because I love you and I don't want you to run off that cliff and die. Yeah, you know, even though you may like running you may think that you're going the right way maybe you're enjoying where you're going you see something ahead of you that you want but you don't see this giant cliff in front of you and i would and i see it and so i'm trying to save you from that which is why i'm doing it because i love you yeah it's thrilling to fly until you realize you're falling Mm -hmm. and i think that's where the world misses it when they want to identify sin as their identity and they want to see sinful things as being love because it feels good when they get off that cliff. 
Yep. At some point, you're going to hit the bottom. Well, and I think you just said it. The, the I think one of the other I said, you know, the, I said the the biggest lie that's been peddled is that you know people think that love equals agreement, but really when you get down to it, people think that love is a feeling, and it's not. The Bible the Bible defines the way the Bible defines love. It's not a feeling. It's more of right. an action, and I'm, I'm sure we can talk about that more in depth. But I think that that's that's probably where all that stems is. It's how you feel. It's it's that feeling when Paul very clearly says that. Love is are these things, and they're, none yeah. of them are feelings. Well, wasn't it Boston who said it's more than a feeling? Yeah, that's right. It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got all kinds right, we of got, yeah. Yeah. This is perfect. I didn't want to talk about worship tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Where's Warren? Yeah, yeah. Where's, Warren? where's Warren? Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. secular music, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the world we kind of been dancing around this, but the world tells us love is getting what you want, mm-hmm. right? Love is about getting your needs met. It's about uncontrolled desire. Mm-hmm. You know, like. True love is letting go of self-control to take what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, loving yourself is doing what you want and accepting what you want. Um, loving others is accepting whatever they want you to accept about them, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't impact you directly, because mm-hmm. you can't let your love for someone else encroach upon your love for yourself Right in the world's view. The world's love is selfish. It focuses on how you feel and what you want. The other person is there to provide you with something, and you only reciprocate if your feelings are aligned. Right. You know, that is the way the world looks at love. And, you know, we've kind of illustrated it a little bit. We've we've danced around a few of the topics there, but, like, you know, like like you've said— you know, love isn't a feeling. It's funny, you know, I mentioned we talked about pragmatic love and I talked about like Jane Austen and, right. uh, you know, Pride and Prejudice and right. stuff, right? It's it's weird. Like we, we were kind of taught by modern society that a pragmatic relationship isn't loving. Right. But in, in fact, it very well could be. Sure. Now, is it for everyone? No. Right. You know, but what the world tells you is that it's the person that makes you want to Lose your self control. Mm-hmm. It's the person who makes you want to do the things that you think are forbidden. Mm-hmm. That is what love is. But as you've already pointed out, that's not love. That's that's lust, and, right? And that's the pursuit of personal pleasure and desire, right? Yeah. Well, it's like when I do marriage counseling, I always hear people. They um, a lot of times would say like, "I just don't love the person anymore," or like, "We've fallen out of love." Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a weird statement. Like when you really actually think about it, like, right. What does that what does that mean? And when you really boil down to it, it's like, oh, we've lost the passion, we've lost the fight. Like it's not nothing to do with true, genuine concepts of love and devotion and commitment. You know, yeah. the things that we as Christians usually talk about when we talk about love, it's always these worldly definitions of self-fulfillment. Yeah. Right. Like it like I just I don't, you know, I I've talked to a ton of people recently. Like it seems like it's like a um pandemic. I don't even know what the other word would it could be. I know it's a bad word to throw around, but like but like I so many people are like I just don't want to be married anymore. I don't love them. Like it's just like it's like a switch you can just suddenly flip off. But I think kind of what when I know what we're going to be talking about here soon is like God's love has nothing to do with you. Like God's definition right. of love, like you are not the subject in God's definition of love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and when you look at when when uh, Paul says in was that he says a couple different places in Ephesians husbands love your wives the way Christ loved the church right. that's a commandment right yeah you know and so when when a husband says I just don't love here I you know I heard this I I think it was I can't remember who it was but they they do all kinds of marriage counseling mm-hmm. and all marriage conferences you know the 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 leader was saying yeah I was counseling with this couple and the guy says I just don't love her anymore and he replies like. So, so you're disobeying God, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's sure. that's what it comes down sure. to. And 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 you know, you ask, where does that come from? And I think that we've touched on why the 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 world is is telling us to put yourself above others, right? To, to love yourself first. Right. And so they, I don't just don't love them. I don't want to be married anymore. It's it's comes down to well, they're not giving me what I need. Or they don't make me feel the way that I want that I need to feel. They're right. not making me feel That's a certain exactly. way. It's about fulfillment, which is it's it's literally the opposite. It, you're you 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 are to love them by doing things. It is what you do, what you right. do for them, how you mm-hmm. show it, not what 
they make you feel. Right. And you got to go back. I mean, just go back to like what we how we started this whole conversation. Like, what is the greatest commandment? Uh-huh. Uh, Jesus starts by saying, love God. Yep. All your heart. He gives this idea of what's like the Shema, which, you know, it comes out of Deuteronomy and all this stuff. And then he goes on and says, the second one is like this, love love your neighbor as yourself, right? Yeah. Like, like, so yourself is third in the list, and it's not even really in the list. It's, it, I think it's hilarious. Jesus kind of... Is, 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 I know maybe I shouldn't say this because when we say assume, we like to say, right, a, yeah, you know, yeah. but Jesus is is making the assertion that these people, he already knows you love yourself. Yeah. So if you, he's like, I don't need to define you need to love yourself. In fact, what I need to say is you need to love yourself less. Yeah. And you, the way you treat, want to treat yourself, you know, king or queen, however you want to talk, like that's how you should be treating others. Yeah. And before all of that, by the way, God is the one you love. Right. You know, like, it, 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 so I, I think it's just when we start to talk about love, we have to immediately take a pivot away from this idea, like Tommy just said, fulfillment, um, the 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 lusty side of it. The, the, like, love is, like you said, some ways, and this sounds unromantic, but it is sometimes pragmatic. It is. But the part about the difference between agape love is that it's not always pragmatic. It, it's not always what the world would assume is logical and sensical. Yeah, everybody has different love languages too, and you know I don't want to get into those specifically. But like, sure. there's nothing more romantic to me than keeping your commitments. Sure, oh, 100%. You know what I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. There, there's yeah. something to be said about that, and you know, like as Tommy already put it, like when someone says they're, well, I don't love them anymore. What you're saying is they don't cause me to feel a specific way right anymore. And so again, like, and and then as you pointed out. How I feel is really third on this list, right? And God does; He, Jesus does, lay it out there: assume or assert or however you want to put right, it. Yeah. Like caring about ourselves comes naturally, right? 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 Exactly. Right. right? Yeah. 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 It's caring about somebody else that is more challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched a movie uh, last night with my uh, my family and I watched a movie. It's called Amsterdam. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. Take take a look. It's got uh, Margot Robbie in it, and it's got uh, Christian Bale in it, and a few other. It so familiar. I there's, there's a lot of big name actors in it, actually. Um, but uh, there's a scene where Zoe Saldana is in it, where she's trying to define love, mm-hmm. and she says something to the effect of, "Loving someone isn't needing them; it's choosing them." Mm. Yeah. Which to like just in that just that tiny segment. Mm-hmm. Could could really be applied to this, this sure, context sure, here, sure. right? Is that like it's not about what I need; it's about choosing to provide somebody else with what they need, right? Right. And so, what we do, I think, sometimes, especially when we're young and in love, mm-hmm. is we think that person's worthy of it, mm-hmm. and somewhere down the line, we decide they're not worthy of it anymore. Right. And that's that's the part is that God says is people are always worthy of love. Right. Right. But I think it's also interesting here is like when God's talking about love, like we've done such a great, we, we've really kept this about romance and marriage, right? Right, right. right. Agape yeah. love mm-hmm. extends beyond that. Yeah. And I think this is the that trap where we're kind of only talking about romance and marriage and, right. you know, uh, attractions and things like that. That's what the world does. Right. You know, nothing made me more angry. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's hyperbole. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Captain America fan. Sure. Okay. When they came out with Captain America and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Bucky is like his best friend and his tie. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. To his tie to go watch the movie. Right. Captain America: Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie ever made. We're gonna st- we're not gonna continue that conversation beyond. That. I do like it. Yeah. I think uh, it's good, yeah. And. Uh, there was immediately these circles that I saw that would like rate these movies and talk about these movies and people who were into this fandom that were immediately like, oh, they should have a romance. Yes, I heard. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, Steve and Bucky should be an item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you can all these conversations about, you know, the representation, all this stuff. And I'm like, cannot two men have a loving relationship that is 100%. like, why does this have to, why does sex always have to be added to it? Right. This is what the world wants to do because it wants to pervert love as opposed to see their relationship and 
and right. say, you know what? I wish I had some friends like that. Right. You know, instead that what they want to say, well, if you have friends like that, you probably should be sleeping with them. Right. Right. Yeah. There, there are factions of people who, who believe that David and Jonathan in, in yeah. the Old Testament, were romantically right. Romantic. involved. Oh, 100%, because yeah. you know David says like he is. I love him more than a brother. He's right. he's a friend closer than right. a brother. Yeah. Right. And th- just that type of loving relationship, that closeness between two men, it can't exist right. today. Right. Oh, and when Jonathan Outs- dies, outside, yeah. Yeah. yeah, outside of a sexual relationship. Right. 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 Exactly. And that's what people would would try to impose a modern sensibility onto that and say, oh, they were probably, they were probably gay for each other. Right. You yeah. know, well, uh, th- this is where, this is where agape moves away from pragmatic or, or, or sexual love and all of those loves in the aspect of like, it doesn't always make sense. Like the Bible talks about like, there is no greater love than, than, than a man or, or not a man, but a one who would lay down his life for his friends. Right. This yes. is what they're talking about. Jesus, Jesus says this too. He calls his disciples friends in that moment. It's this beautiful moment of like, but what it, it's not that he's going to lay down with his friends, right? You know what I mean, like, like you know what I mean, like you know what I'm saying, like. But it's a, that's how, and the world will look at that, and, and the pragmatists will look at that and say, how is that love? How is right. dying love? Right. How is willing to go to that length? You don't get to love. You don't get to enjoy that love. Right. Exactly. Right. How is that? How is sending your son to die on a cross love? Because because. Because agape love is a different type. It's it's only explicitly used. Yeah. For for the 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 religious. I mean, I don't know what the religious. I mean, the God side of it. I mean, that's that's really God is. is the agape guy. Yeah. Well, we talked about this once, uh, and I shared that that passage when we talked about kind of what these, these words in Greek with yeah, Peter, yeah. and and Jesus is saying to Peter, "Do you love me?" And he says he asks it three times. Right. And, and he says, uh, the first time he asks Peter, do you love me? He's, Peter responds, Lord, you know that I phileo you. Yeah. So Jesus is saying agape, and Peter's saying phileo, yeah, yeah. which is why you know he repeats it. He says right. it again. Right. And then Jesus comes back and says, do you phileo me? And and that's when Peter's grieved. Right. Because he realizes you know, he's cheapening it. He's cheapening it. He's, right. He doesn't love God the way God loves him. Right. He doesn't love Jesus to the extent that Jesus loved him. Jesus was ready to die for him. Right. When Peter had to put his life on the line for him, or not put his life on the line, but surrender his life for him. Yeah. He denied him. Right. Peter was ready to kill for him. Right. He wasn't ready to die for him. Right. Right. And like he understood that in that moment. Right. And what was great about that was Jesus then told him, like, I get where you are. That's not where you're going to stay. Right. You're right. going to reach that level that you wanted to be at. You know. So, why don't we why don't we take a look at First Corinthians 13 because this is the love uh, chapter, mm-hmm. and so we'll we'll just which just strangely can I just say this is funny. This is the one I read at probably every single wedding, and let's talk about how this it doesn't have to do with romantic doesn't love. Doesn't mention anything about romantic love. So go ahead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I was actually just about to say I cringe every time I hear a uh, a pastor say this yeah. at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what though? I think it's I think it's still pertinent at oh, a wedding. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Because again, the the yeah. the trap is that your marriage should always have a specific level of butterflies and romance. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes the r- most romantic thing you can do is stick it out, or the most romantic <laughs> right. thing you can do is is right is die to yourself. Right, well, 100%. yeah. I mean, I, I firmly believe that that love love at first sight does not exist. Mm-hmm. It's lust at first sight. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. no guy has ever seen a woman across a crowded room and go, man, I'd like to hold her hair back while she throws up. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. But that's love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a comedy group, the Kids in the Hall, and they oh, actually yeah. they did a bit like that <laughs> where, yeah. where they were catcalling people, and that was the kind of thing. Yeah. That was exactly what they were doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great commentary. Okay. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Love does not brag. It is not arrogant. It does not act disgracefully. It does not seek its own benefit. It is not provoked, does not keep an account of wrongs suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It keeps every confidence. It believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So that's, that's what... None of that has to do with marriage. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it and can. Yet it, and yet it, it does. It yeah. can, yeah. It absolutely does. Like, I think about this, uh, <laughs> does not keep an account of wrong stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah for, you know, for, like, sure. Yeah. for sure. For sure. It's like, well, I'm not going to take the trash out because right, she didn't no, wash the dishes. That is a very passionate, <laughs> passionless definition of love. It really, right. you're right. You know, like, yeah. like, like, I mean, I love the fact that, first off, it highlights what we were saying earlier. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing. Yeah. So, yeah. like, love does not rejoice in that. But I also love this idea that that it's um, – what here, let me, let me read it. Let me read your note right there. Hold on. It's uh, – it does not say – it's not provoked. Yeah. I think that's an interesting – like, when you said that, I was like, that's an interesting thing to associate with love. It's not provoked. Love is not provoked. What does that mean? Well, right, you know? Yeah. Well, if I need to pull out the blue letter Bible there, maybe look that up in the Greek. But – you know, like I believe when it's when it's talking about this love, I think you could take it one of two ways. Love is not provoked in that it is not pushed into anger. That's exactly right. right. Yeah, like when when somebody is is, but it's funny because some of the times it's the people that we love the most that push our buttons the most. Um, but it it you could also say that you know, love is not. No, I think the first one. I think that's really all there is to it. Well, in, in <laughs> yeah, in the in the NIV, it's translated as it is not easily angered. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you that's know. it. And and so and and yeah, and and absolutely, I, I yeah, it's irritate, aroused to anger, scorn, despised, make anger to exasperate. Yeah, like so so it's not. It's it's not this kind of because see here's I think this I when I, when I heard that I immediately felt like there are so many people who have a toxic definition of love yeah right like yeah. love is like drama you know what I mean like it's like oh, yeah you know what I'm saying like I as soon as I heard that I was like man I know a couple people I've been talking to and I've been doing counseling with and some things like that through through the last few months that like one person equates love with almost like main it's like the mania definition right like of this right. weird crazy like like. If if there's not if there's not a I'm gonna stab that girl for looking at him sideways oh, like that's not love you know what I mean like like that's like and so I, I think that that's really interesting because that's the first time I've actually read that verse and I thought oh that's well you know what's interesting to me about that one in particular uh, I think it would make sense to everybody to say love does not provoke right but yeah. what it actually says is love is not is not yeah. provoked exactly right yeah so. Lo- loving someone is refusing to let them provoke you. Exactly right. Right? It's, yeah. it's all about controlling yourself mm-hmm. as opposed to doing something to someone else. Which, you know, f- which goes hand in hand with the fruit of the Spirit, right? Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit, which is also love. It's one Lo- of the, love you know, is so, one of the fruits of the so Spirit. So you, you see this idea of spiritual responsibility seeping into a definition mm-hmm. of what the world would say, oh, man, there should be passion in there. There should be date nights in there. There should be, you know, like there should be all this. No, yeah. there's not. Yeah, and I mean, and when you look at, I mean, just the first two, love is patient, love is kind. Like that applies more to in traffic, mm-hmm. you know, than it right. even does <laughs> right, in, right, yeah. in your marriage or in line at Walmart. I right. mean, that that's, you need to remember, this is, this is a Bible verse to recite, Anytime you're out in public. Right, right. You know, um, it is not jealous, it does not brag, or it love does not brag. I mean, that's, that is 100% talking about the workplace. 100%. Yeah. You know, um, not arrogant, does not lo- act disgracefully. I mean, there's, there's so many places that that applies to before you ever get to marriage. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, that's. Well, I think too when you when you're in a state uh, in a relationship like you are in marriage, or let's say you even you have a lifelong friend that like a, a David Jonathan situation, in those types of things, you're like patience is a little bit easier, mm-hmm. and you also expect it of yourself because you know it's the right thing in those situations, right, right? And you care about that person, right? So I don't have this verse written down, but one of the things that Jesus says as well is love. You've heard it said, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. I tell you, love your enemy as yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Which yeah. is often the person in traffic or in line right. at Walmart. Right. You know, like it's because those people aren't people. They're obstacles. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's the way we look at them more often than not. But let's take those aren't really even enemies. Those are people you're indifferent to. Right. 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 right? Yeah. What about the person that? Every time you get on Facebook, wants to tell you how stupid you are mm-hmm. for believing what you believe, or for being of the political association that you're of, or mm-hmm. that wants to give you some conspiracy theory about something, or you know, it's just always 
pushing those buttons and mm-hmm. and never doing so with an attitude of upliftingness, but always with, I'm going to tear someone down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tear them down because it's going to make me feel good and everybody that agrees with me is going to applaud me. Right, right. right? Can you love that person? Mm-hmm. Right. Can right. you be patient with that person? Mm-hmm. Um, can you be kind to that person? Right. Oftentimes I cannot. Right. You know, like, I say I cannot. I don't want to limit myself here. Like, mm-hmm. I absolutely could. Sure. I don't want it's to. It's difficult. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a difference between can and, and want. Well, that's, yeah. why, that's why Jesus is such a great example, right? I mean, let's talk about this idea of love. Now, let's put it on the cross, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, as Jesus is being crucified, mm-hmm. he says, Father, forgive them. For right. the, and he's not gaslighting them. You know what I mean? Like right. this is not a guilt trip. This is not like you know, like oh guys, you're you know you're crucifying me. You forgive them. Like no, like Jesus genuinely is loving his enemy in that moment, saying like, God, I pray for these people. Like I pray, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about the last time we were together. Like like the idea of the youth pastor that's like the blood of them, or the, you know, your, is yeah. On your yeah, the blood of your enemies going to hell is sometimes can be on your hands by not showing them love. Now, you know, like, that doesn't mean God's going to be like, God is going to say, why didn't you love them? He's not going to say, why aren't they in heaven because of you? Like, but right. but the, he is going to say, like, remember when I told you to love and you didn't show love? Why? Why didn't you? Like, this is what we're accountable to. Yeah. Well, God, is these commands. The God, they didn't deserve it. You know, and I think right. um, it wasn't too long ago we, we recorded and, and you brought this up about Carly. Right. Um, who, and she had posted this on her social media. So it was right. out there for everybody to see. But, uh, about kind of the idea of like I need to cut that person out of my life because they're toxic, and, right? And they, you know, or whatever the issue might be, and and she heard the Holy Spirit say to her in that situation, mm-hmm. um, "Man, aren't you glad I didn't do that to you?" Right, right, mm-hmm. and and like and so for her that was like a, a kind of the Holy Spirit. She was walking in the Spirit, right, 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 and the fruit of the Spirit of love was kind of like you. Let's take you a little bit further in love with that person. Right. Now, that's not to say that you should stay in abusive relationships. No. That's not to say that sure. you should put yourself in harm's way. Right. Um, but it is to say you should learn how to forgive, um, and you should learn how to show the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? And there might be a scenario where God wants you to go an extra step with somebody. Right. You know, but you need to follow the Spirit with that. Right, right. Yeah, because it, because remember, the, the Bible doesn't say not to love yourself. It just l- says to love others more before you love yourself. Because yeah, right. having self-esteem, having self-love, those are absolutely important right. and, and, mm-hmm. and so important to be able to do other things. Mm-hmm. The Bible just says love others more than yourself before than you, before oh. yourself. Yeah, God, God's not going <laughs> to – like he's not going to affirm sins like uh, – Abuse and you know like right. that's not, <laughs> yeah. they, they, and I think that that's that's, that's funny because we you know we want to say he's going to affirm the sin like well, a lot of people wish that we would say oh well he's going to affirm the uh, the wrong types of love like the, right. he's affirming he'll affirm those sins because love is love is love is love but then when you're like oh okay so love is love is love is love but the person who's in that abusive like that no God's not going to trade sins like sin is sin and he's right. not going to he's yeah. not going to stand for some sins but not other sins right you know and so I think that when we like I mean go back and just look at the definition of love it doesn't seek its own benefit it's not provoked it does not con- keep a re- an account of wrong. I I mean, the whole last part of it are all sorts of things about like this is what love looks like, and then there are scriptures in the Bible. We I know we are talking a ton about like marriage concepts of love, um, like you know. So if you're in these kind of marriage relationships where you have abuse and things like there, there are scriptures that speak to that. But by the end of the day, like mm-hmm. that's not still. And this sounds crazy. Is still not an excuse not to love them. That doesn't mean you need to stay stay with them, right? But right. it's still not an excuse. And I and I, I I will just use this example. I have counseled multiple people through some crazy divorces, and it was not their desire to be divorced. It was just this is just kind of what was late. Literally, the paperwork was laid on their lap, and they're like, "I don't know what to do." And it was everything had collapsed. And the one thing we continually talked about through the whole entire process was your job is to love them. Mm-hmm. No matter what, that doesn't mean your job is to stay married to them, and, and right. you know. Um, but your job is to love them and to show them through this entire process the love of God. Absolutely, and right. that's not a physical love; it's the love that we talk about in right. First Corinthians. It's a love that sounds a lot like forgiveness, right? For sure. You know, 
You know, I think when, when we're looking at this, you know, the the verse four through seven, love is patient, love is it's it's so important to look at what Paul says before it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because you know he's everything he says before this. Context. You know, Context. if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have a faith that can move mountains, mm-hmm. yeah, but do not love, I have nothing. Right. If I can possess, give, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast. But do not have love, I gain nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in this is this is showing that in everything we do, we are to love. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. So if you are using your God-given gifts, mm-hmm. your talents, your whatever, whether they be whether they be in a church setting or whether they be just in your regular job, mm-hmm. if you're doing what God has called you to do and doing those all of these great things, mm-hmm. but you don't do it with a spirit of love, you're you're missing out and you're you're not getting anything for it and you're not doing it the way that God intended you to right. do it. Yeah. And if you're doing love for self-serving reasons, you've missed it. Like that's not biblical. That's the the Bible does not talk about self-serving love. No. Self-surrendering love is actually what it talks about. Yeah. Well, I mean it, it does talk about self-serving love, but it talks about it in the context <laughs> of selfishness. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right? Cuz yeah. cuz ultimately that's what it is right. if you're you're trying to please yourself. You're trying to Provide yourself with that good feeling mm-hmm. and with that dopamine high and all of those things, right? Right. Um, you know, and that's because the world the world has cheapened the concept of love, They've, right? You know, um, first they reduced it to sex, and then they said it was separate from sex, right? You know, and then right. <laughs> and then they always in- implement something that doesn't need to be there at the time that it doesn't need to be there. You right. know, it's they've they've ruined it. And and they also they overuse it right and, and so do people in the church sometimes as well sure I I, I might have have mentioned this before but like when I was in Bible college I used to have people come up to me all the time and be like oh Tim I love you brother I love you man yeah you know and I know my response was always thank you yes right I never I didn't say it back <laughs> again because you were Pierce uh, that's right yeah yeah, yeah because yeah. I was you know because I'm stoic and uh, you know but. The truth is, the reason why I, I didn't like to repeat that to other people mm-hmm. was because to to me, to tell someone that you love them, mm-hmm. whether that be in a marital sense or in a friendship sense or you know whatever sense it might be, is to make a commitment to them. A hundred percent. Right? That yeah. you're going to live 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 7 around them. Sure. That you're going to prefer them over yourselves. Sure. And it's not that I don't want to do that. It's that I... <laughs> Okay, excuse me. It's not that I can't do that. It's that I don't don't want want to do that. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, I don't trust myself to always be able to do that. And I I don't like to write checks that I can't. Right, right. right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, sure. So, like, you know, I'd have somebody tell me that. I'm like, man, you've known me for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And, yeah, yeah, we we are bonded in this brotherhood of Christ, and there's going to be some great things to come. But you know what? I don't know that I'm the David to your Jonathan at this yeah. point. Like, let's just. Hey, next time you should be like, I phileo you too, bro. That's exactly the point. Right. But, but that's exactly it. And that's where you get to. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a, a phileo love. Yeah, but yeah. It is, it, But it's an agape yeah. love. And that's yeah. that's well, to anybody. I feel like in most of those cases, it's a pragma love. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I'm pragma you too, bro. I'm pragma you too, dude. The Bible tells me to love you, so I yeah, so I do. Yeah, you know, when when I you know when you read verses the so basically in chapter three before verse four, it's almost like so when this was like probably ten plus years ago, the History Channel did kind of a mini series on the Bible. You know, oh, those are always great. Yeah, obviously, I know it's not super accurate, and you know, and this is aliens delivered the scriptures to Moses. It was that was my favorite part. And and so. And so in, in one of them, basically, the there is a scene where basically Paul is speaking this, you know. And, and obviously, obviously, they take some dramatic liberties sure, sure. because obviously this was written in a letter. How do you act that? So he's basically – in the scene, he's speaking this to a group of people, which is obviously not how it is. Sure. But watching that actually really helped me understand this because it, he was in a group of people that were just going nuts and wanting to fight. And he said, no, you, you – and all of these things do love. All of these things have love. And it was like – and nobody said this, but he's like, do this and do this. This is, this is the command that God is giving you to, to love and have all love and all these things. And then verse 4 is, so this is what that means. Right. You know, it's like, okay, well, what, 
how how do I do that? What do I what do you mean by that? How do I how do I have love and when I'm how can I not have love when I speak prophecies? How can right. I not do this? What how do I have love in that? Well, well, this is what that means. This is what that love looks like. Well, and he's, he's speaking – Paul's speaking to specifically to like Romans. I mean not to Romans but like to Greeks, to, to yes. people who had, who had um, you know, goddesses of love and, you know, these things. That, that would, so, so there – I mean Paul's speaking to the church today, you know, or people today, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. whose, whose definition of love is sexual. It's, it's maybe even brotherly. But like he's introducing this agape idea, this different kind of love that Jesus kind of introduces into saying like mm-hmm. this is the selfless love that I'm talking about. And like you said, we know the church in Corinth had a lot of issues, right? And they had a lot of infighting. Um, and so th- he's speaking to a group of people who don't, who have the idea of love is agreement, right? Like love is, we have to agree on everything and love is love is love. And your definition of love is wrong. So therefore, even though we're supposed to agree on it, I can't love you because, you know, you know like th- th- he's setting the confusion and the chaos right. And I and I think that that's, that's where the world misses it because we come back and we we again we see love and we say love is about me love is about what i want and love is about all of the things um that meet my needs and paul comes back jesus comes back and says no 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 it's about god it's about you yeah. and not you it's about others you know yeah well here's a here's another one philippians 2 3 and 4 do nothing out of selfish selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Right. You know, and like this is this is the teaching of Christ. This is the teaching of Paul, who's right saying what Christ told him to say. Right. You know, um, is that we need to value others above ourselves. That's where this agape love is. Right. Right. Now we mentioned before. Love is a fruit of the spirit, right? And and it says in that verse when it talks about the fruits of the spirit, it says against these things there is no, no law. law, right? Yeah, that's why it's so important, right? Right, and so like in that sense, that's exactly what Jesus was saying. He was like, all of everything, right, hangs on this, right? right? And if we don't understand it, right, then we get it wrong, right? Right. So we not only need to study it, learn it, and and try to practice it. But we also need to be in the spirit, right? Letting him teach us, right? A lot of times that means letting him put us in situations where we have to practice it. A hundred percent. Well, I was going to say it. I think this is funny too because, like, you know, you read Philippians and it does nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. You know that that yeah. it's funny because there's a lot of people out there who are good people who say, "Well, I love, I love other people." You know, I give and I give, but why? Yeah. Right. Why? Why are you like? Who are you building up there? You know what I mean. Like, I know a lot of great philanthropists out there who give millions upon billions, who give more money than I'll ever give. Yeah. To boost their own ego. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because when we when we discussed Philippians and the other mm-hmm. episodes that we do for the Bible study, right? Yeah. Episodes, yeah. The uh, real episodes. Yeah. The real episodes. Yeah. That where the meat and potatoes are. <laughs> uh, when Tommy and I we broke down Philippians, one of the things that was interesting about Philippians is. Paul was like, Paul loved the Philippians. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul loved yeah. everybody he wrote an epistle to. Right, don't sure. get me wrong. Yeah. But like, they were doing great. Right. You know, uh, they were doing all the right things, that, you know, but they did have a few quarrels here sure. and there. And his point was to get them to say, hey, don't don't lose what you have. Right. Because you're quarreling over this or that. Mm-hmm. Instead, value each other but um, over yourselves. And it, it was, it's... I don't know, it's, it's kind of very interesting that that's the teaching that he gave to the people who had given him more. Like, he, yeah. he calls them out, and he's like, you guys gave to me when no one else would. Right. You know, and but then he gives them this teaching of right. care about others more than you care about yourselves. Right. You know, so... Well, I think it's because it's easy to, right? Like, I think it's easy to start to pat yourself on the back, right? Like, if you start loving other people and you love really well uh-huh. and you're generous, it's easy to start being like, yeah, I'm generous. I don't need to. I don't, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard people say, well, I don't need to, like, I do all of these things. And they list a litany of things that they do. And they're like, I don't need to do anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that might not be true. Right. You know, like, that. Like, what's God calling you to do, you know? Yeah. So, so I think that that's interesting, too, because, like, love um, isn't dependent on what you have to give. It's about what God calls you to give. Yes. You know? Absolutely. You know, I when I think 
and I, I kind of remember when we were talking about that in Philippians, one of the things that I brought up was, you know, especially in, in this time when you when there's so much said about you hear about like people quiet quitting their jobs. Mm-hmm. You hear about mm-hmm. like the cool thing to do is set boundaries. You right, know, right. yeah, I read so many or I, I see so many articles online, basically people almost bragging about being a jerk, like right, right, right. In, in a way. And it's not exactly that. But, you know, they they basically saying I did this for myself and I when I started doing this thing my life got better right. and this is what I encourage other people to do right. and and what Philippians said is is the, is the exact opposite mm-hmm. love others value others above yourself right. you know mm-hmm. now that doesn't mean that you can't ever set boundaries right uh, without that doesn't mean that you can't ever take care of yourself mm-hmm. but you know, you said this, I think, really well in your priorities sermon. There is an order of things. Right. Lo- we are clearly called to love other people. So right. if that means, you know, staying late for something to do something that wasn't really your job, mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. means going out of your way to whatever. Right. Do it. Right, right, yeah. Now, I love my wife more than I love other people. Right. So I'm going to put my wife above. 100%. I'm going to put my kids above these other people. Right. Yeah. But I still do whatever I can do to love those. Right. Other right. People. Most certainly. Absolutely. You right. know. No, that's great. And it's you. You mentioned the priority, saying like loving others is a higher priority than ourselves. Yeah. Right. Um, and we've talked a lot about loving others. Mm-hmm. Let me read Mark eight thirty four real quick. Mm. Then he, Jesus, called to the crowd or called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about loving other people. Right. The greatest commandment was to love God. Right. Does the definition of love change when we're talking about loving God? No, I think it's even better. When you if you read 1 Corinthians 13 in the context of loving God, love is patient. How many people get frustrated with God because yeah. he's not answering their he's not answering their prayers? Love is love is kind. How many people are cruel to God? Yeah, you, know, you know, I always think of God as Gandalf. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's he is never early or late. He is always oh, exactly see, when he intends to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I mean, like I I think like. Like the reason why we love other people, the reason why we love in general is because God calls us to love. Yeah. See, that's the I think that's the difference is the reason why we stick with people, even though the, the the flame has gone out, the fire has gone out, you know, whatever, the passion is lost, is because that wasn't why we were in it to begin with. Right. It, it, God God's call to love. Um, even in our marriages, even in our friendships, is long. I always tell people that my relationship with you is not dependent on your attendance at my church. Because I think there's a lot of people who, if if I'm going to be a part of your life, like you got to be going the same direction with me in life, and and I mean like you got to be in the same areas. Got to do friendship friendships intentionally. Intentionally, you're someone. Yeah. yeah, and I I don't have friends because someone told me they couldn't. Right. I mean that's yeah. that's that's part of the story which we've shared. Um, is that I was I was told I'm not going the same direction. Not that I'm going the wrong direction. Just not in the same direction. So we can't be friends anymore. And I I think that that's that's not how God works. Now God God wants you to be going in His direction. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so I, I don't want to be careful, and it's not like you get to do willy nilly do which one. But I, I think like there's there's something to be said about the reason why we love has nothing to do with us whatsoever. Right. It's it's because the first commandment is to love God, and mm-hmm. God tells us to love others. That's why we love. Yeah. It's rooted in a love of like priorities. Let's talk about it, right? We talked about this in a sermon series where we talked about buttoning your shirt, and that top button you button is always God, right? Like, right. That's where it all begins. That's where Jesus begins. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Now, I mean, I'm reading through this again with the context of of you know loving God, and mm-hmm. you know, you like you said, you talked about being patient with God, you know, um, being you know being kind to God. That's right. an interesting one. Uh, not being jealous, you know. I think I talked about I talked about that a little bit in our last one. Right, right. You right, know, yeah. like feeling like other people were getting too much spiritual attention mm-hmm. that hadn't earned it. You right, know? right, right. Um, and in, in in that anger, I'm quick to talk about how I've done so many and brag about <laughs> right, how right. spiritual I'm. I'm the super. Spit. I'm the super. Spit. I'm the super. Yeah. Spit. I was say, you're the yeah. super. Spit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, which yeah. is which is incredibly arrogant. Right. Um, you know, love does not act disgracefully. So like. 
you're going to act like God calls you to act. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does not seek its own benefit. How many times do you pray because you want something? A hundred percent. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> it is not, prov- it is not provoked. Like, man, I'm trying to imagine God provoking me. Right. I mean, I guess there are things that I read. I mean, sometimes you read things in a scripture and you, and it, and you're like, I can't do that. Right. Or, you know, and I, I know there are people. Right who struggle with certain things that read the scripture and say, I don't know if I can do that. And right. sometimes they get angry. They right. let themselves be provoked sure. by that and fall into that lie of, well, then God isn't love if he doesn't accept this about me. Right, yeah. right. Well, and, and so many people, when they, when you hear, when they hear somebody espouse that, the, the love God, love others, and that takes care of everything, mm-hmm. they, they often think that that gives you the right to, to sin all you want as long as you love God. Right. But... Love does not dishonor. Right, right. You know, yeah, and right. so if if you love God, you know, John says John says this. If you love God, you'll obey His commands, mm-hmm. and you'll keep it. You'll keep my commands. That's what that's what Jesus said to Peter. Yeah. And you know, God. You know, John, actually, it was John that said, "If you love God, you will love others by loving others. by loving God. And right, if yeah. you love others, you will love God by doing right. that. It's like a it's like a vice versa. Yeah. And and so. This clearly doesn't give you the give us the right to live in sin or to mm-hmm. dishonor God by any means. But that, but honoring God, obeying His commands, that is love, right? And if you do you do those things, that's that's loving God, right? Well, and and I think it's interesting too because like you said, how how does God provoke? I think so often like God provokes. Like, how many sermons have you heard? And the pastor's like, just have faith. And like that's the right answer. I mean, that is the right answer. Like faith is it's simple. Yeah, but no, but tell me what to do. Right, right, you know, like that's that's the that's the provoking though. It's like, right. come on, God, like I know I I believe. I you know, like and I think a lot of times I I I have fought with God and been like, okay, God, you're taking too long. God, you told me this was going to be like, if I, you know, your word says, God, if, if I do this, your yoke is, is, is easy. Your burden is light. Well, this is heavy and this sucks. Like, you know, like, like I, 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 but that's not love. Listen here, God, let me tell you what you said. Right. right. (laughs) Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It goes on. Does not keep an account of wrong suffered. I I often say in my prayers, God, you told me this. I know you did this. I often say that way more than I should. But how many accounts do we like, okay, God, you told me to do this. And this is the accounts of wrong suffered. Like, God, you told me to do this. I did it. And look what happened. It blew up in my face. Yeah. 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 Very guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times God's like, "Well, I didn't actually tell you to do that," but you know, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, but, but I mean, but I, but I think like this is like this is like like you said, like, can we look at love that that taking up your cross daily and following me, like that idea of can we apply the same definition of love that we've applied to our marriages, that we've applied mm-hmm. to our brothers and sisters in Christ, anybody, our enemies? Can we put that? Heck yeah. Like that is because that's this is the difference between all of the other. And this is, I think, everybody tunes out when you go to Greek, right? Because they're like, oh, I don't care. It's Greek. It's all Greek to me, right? That's a phrase. Yeah. You know, and so like when they hear agape, they've been kind of a, you know, Christians have been inundated with that word, but like they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, agape, agape. But what the, what I don't think we understand is like God like says, I need to create a whole different word for the type of love I'm talking about. Yeah. Like that this gets at it because this is the difference between this love can be applied across the board. Yeah. You know, the 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 Eros love can't. Like, well, I mean, I, I can't apply that to you. I mean, I can, but that goes to some... <laughs> no, yeah, you, you yeah, cannot. Yeah. You know, you're I, getting yeah, at yeah, other yeah, things. I, that's another podcast <laughs> for another time. Uh, you know, but yeah. yeah. We're talking about consent next yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> And, and you know that that Mark verse, you know, m- take up their cross and follow me. It, I think so many that's that's really often misunderstood and often misquoted because mm-hmm. when people say, "Yeah, this is my that's my cross to bear," mm-hmm. they they look at it as you know that's a it's an addiction they have or it's mm-hmm. a, something that they yeah. have to deal with, which. Right. Which with the way that that's intended in in the t- New Testament times in Bible times, the cross meant death, right. and so to carry you, when you carried your cross, you you didn't carry your cross home. You right. carried your cross to die, right? And that's what Jesus did. Right. And so d- carrying your cross means you are dying to yourself. Exactly. Right. One hundred percent. That's fantastic. Uh, and you mentioned earlier, like how the, and this with this provoking thing. Well, you just got to have faith. I think this last line here. Faith is really one of the greatest ways we love God. Right. Is we keep it keeps every confidence, it believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Right. 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 You know, like faith in God is 
the ability to endure all situations right. knowing that he has you right. in his hand, that he's not going to fail you. Right. Right. You know, it's funny when we get into those other places, we mm-hmm. act as though he has failed us. Right. But he never truly has. Right. That's that's not. Yeah. That's not correct. Right. Well, we have failed him from time to time and others have failed us. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a little bit harder to put your faith in people. Right. And not 100 oh, percent. And not always very wise. Right. But it is loving. Right. To to give them the benefit of the doubt. To sure. Let them, give them the opportunity to. Be faithful. A hundred percent. Right. Um, God will always be faithful. Right. And so trusting him is one of the best ways that we can love him. Faith is just a frustrating answer to all of life's problems because it's it's True. F-A-I-T-H. Just want to make sure I said but it's five letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's five letters, and they're probably some of the hardest five letters you'll ever have to yeah. I mean, that's our whole life. I mean, that's that's why we have life, is to wrestle with faith, right? To wrestle with our faith. Like that's what God has given us the opportunity to have faith, and so, um, like like you said, it 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 rejoices in those things. That's kind of crazy mm-hmm. to think about that, you know. It is. All right, I feel like that might really be a good place to call this one. Sure. Um, you know, I have some more things here, but you know, we've kind of already covered a lot of these things. Um, I don't think we need to go any further with any of these notes, but. But I think this has been a good conversation, but I think like most of our conversations, we joke about how long they are. In the context of life and and some of these topics, they're actually pretty short. You oh, know, for like sure. we're probably going to have to re-hit some of these things. Like we did a we did an episode on faith. We're probably going to have to hit it that again. Again, sure. We'll probably have to find another way to tackle love somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could um, you could do an entire you could do an entire podcast on agape love. You can yeah. do an entire podcast on yeah, uh, you do it on, on on what you could, the Bible defines as eros love, like yeah. appropriate marriage, God honoring eros love. Every, yeah. You yeah. Could, yeah, yeah, you can make either one of those its own. Be a fun podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just two dudes sitting here talking about erotic love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, well, yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> is that the drums I hear coming in already? Wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's, uh, let's let's drum this out. You know, there's a there's actually a ninth love. I forgot to mention this earlier, and it's drum roast. It's, it's, it's an erotic. It's an erotic. It's an erotic love of, of drums. Uh, yeah, uh, almost mania, if you would. But it, it, there's no sin in this love. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's hit that drum roast, if you would. Drum mind. Roast.